You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. to hit a few things I'm good with this I really really want to hit it down um, so I want everybody to give me their very rapt attention I want you to give me your very very rapt attention praise God so divine timing take your pen take your paper and I want you to write divine timing. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. The word of God is coming with light. There shall be no errors. We're dividing the word accurately. And as we do so, may Jesus be glorified. And let his people be edified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory. Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to take the verse 1. And then we're going to take from 11 to 15. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And then 11 to 15. So watch this. He says, there is what? There is what? There is a right time for everything. There is a right time for everything. Everything. So, please, everything... In life is on schedule. <laughs> Everything in life is on schedule. Now, the moment you get to understand this, then you know that there's a creator. It means that somebody has pre-planned everything. Is that right? Oh, is that correct? Yes. So the moment you see that everything is on schedule or schedule, no matter how you call it or where you come from. So schedule or schedule. Mm. Yes. Are you here with me? The Nigerians will say Ghanaians too much grammar. <laughs> Next. So look at the 11. That's what um, we just sang in its time. Go. Everything, Everything is what? Appropriate. Appropriate in what? 
In what? In what? Okay, so now, that's why the song Mabel sang, it's not in his time, it's in its time. Uh-huh, in its time. Okay, so in its time. We normally say in his time. He makes all things. No, it not, it's not in his time. In that thing's time, he makes it beautiful. Because he has already scheduled the thing. So we have to queue into that thing's time. Are you here with me? So when we queue into that thing's time, appropriately it happens. Oh, hello. And when it happens, in its time, that's when you get to enjoy it. Oh, hello. Yeah. Let me lay the foundation. So watch this. But though God has planted eternity in the heart of man, even so, many cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Hello? That's why each and everybody must have a cure in their system. That can cue to find out the time of things so they can cash in on it. Hello? Look at the next verse. Go. So I conclude that first the oh please read with me. There is nothing better for a man than to be happy and to enjoy himself as long as he can. And second, that he should eat and drink and enjoy the fruit of his labor. For these are the gifts from God. Please watch this. Next verse. Go. And I know this, that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added or taken from it. God's purpose in this is that man should fear the all-powerful God. So, the eating and the drinking and the enjoying of life and enjoying the fruit of your labor is in context. What is the context? It should bring man into the place where man honors the Lord. Oh, are you here? No, are you getting it? 
it, 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 is not, it is not a license to dishonor God. So when people are able to queue into the time of things, then they get to enjoy it. And in enjoying it, they honor God. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Is that clear? Am I teaching? And are you getting understanding? Let's lay the foundation. We'll come to the real stuff. Okay, 15. Everybody read. Whatever what is has been long ago. Oh, wow. Oh, hello? Do you really understand what you're reading? Like Philip would ask the Ethiopian eunuch. Do you understand what you're reading? He says, whatever has been, and whatever is, has what? Been what? Long ago. And whatever is going to be, has been before. <laughs> God brings to pass again what was in the distant past and disappeared. Do you get a confirmation? Everything is on schedule. It's only discovered at the right time. So what you just discovered has already been. And it's been planned for. It only unfolded in a matter of time. Are you here? So. There are certain things that may never unfold. Because those who were to have it could not queue to discover it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, are you here? <laughs> it has been. And is there. But they could not reveal it. Look at what Daniel said. Okay, let's first look at the first Chronicles 12, 32. Now, this is where David was listing, or they were chronicling David's men. And they were telling us who was what. Now, David was first made king 
over one tribe. And he ruled that tribe for seven years. After the death of the son of Saul called Ish-bosheth, the whole of the 11 tribes came to him and they wanted to make him king. And so they started listing the men that came to David from all of these tribes. And they showed us or they revealed to us their pedigree, their quality, whatever each one of them brought to the table. Are you here with me? Okay. Now when it got to these tribe, the Issachar, look at what was said about them. And this is what they brought to the table. Everybody read, go. Men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. Hello? Let's read from the TLB. That was from the New King James Version. This is from the Living Version. Let's read the Living Bible. Go. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All men who understood the temper of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. Scripture is so beautiful. Anytime I read, I don't know why you don't like reading your Bible. I don't know who lied to you. Because you like watching telenovelas. The moment it is time, you sit by your television. But when it comes to reading or studying your Bible, you find it like, it's like taking quinine tonic. <laughs> yes, and it, it baffles me. I mean, since the day I became a believer, there is something that ignites my spirit anytime I see the word. And so I, I get very scared, worried, perturbed when I see believers who don't like the word. And I ask where they are coming from. And who gave birth to them? Because if the Holy Ghost gives birth to you, you will love the word. You will love the word. Now, these guys, they understood the temper of the times. Oh, my word. It's just like a musician who understands the timing of a song. So you see, the moment you play the rhythm, he knows where to play. He knows what to play. He knows how to play. He knows where to punch the lines. They have understanding as to what the timing is and what must be done. Let me help go into details. 
So, it was a very crucial time, like I said, when all the Israel, I mean, 11 tribes of Israel were without a leader and without guidance and a model to follow. So, it, it's a time that needs special discernment and understanding. Is that, is that right? Okay, so, it is very clear that David was a strategist. And he knew that these people were very important. He did not pick them. God brought them. Listen to me. Grace will bring you stuff that you need. Amen. Watch this. Please watch this. Do you know that David didn't have a dream? Do you know that David didn't have a strategy? Do you know that David never ever told himself, me, I'm going to be a king? Oh, hello? Do you know that? So, was David just living? Or, or was he just existing? No. David was not living for himself. David cued himself into God's plan. Oh, are you here with me? So David was not ambitious. David was working as somebody whose life was not his. Are you here with me? Oh, you see, our problem is that anytime we talk about stuff, we see us in the picture. And God helping us to do what we want to do. I want to be a lawyer. So your prayer is God help me be a lawyer. And then you add the prayer, the, the scripture verse. He shall give me the desires of my heart. Go and read the scripture before and read the scripture after. If God is going to give you the desires of your heart, do you know the kinds of things that will come to you? Oh, are you here with me? You know some of the desires of your heart. Oh, do you know? Are they good? No, tell me. <laughs> if God is going to give you the desires of your heart, do you know the kinds of things that will come to you? Because most of the things that you desire to have are things that will destroy you. They are things that your flesh loves, but your spirit hates. So, David welcomed these guys. And these guys were the guys who knew what was going to happen. They knew. Listen to me. I'm sure that everybody was looking at what has to be done. But then they thought we have to follow the cause. What was the cause? Saul is dead. His son should be king. That was the norm. 
But the sons of Issachar understood the times that something is happening in this time that is not the norm. God is doing something new that the world does not know. It will take those who can cue into the timings of God to know exactly what God wants to do. They would have rebelled against God's order without knowing they were rebelling because they were going with the normal course. Praise God. Am I teaching good? Okay. It's often during these crucial transition times that a lack of wisdom causes people to make rash decisions. They assume the course already laid is going to be the course to follow. This time require people of real strength and character. Have you been there? Tell me, have you been there? We all get there. This is the norm. This is what everybody does when they get here. This is what everybody knows to do. This is what my parents taught me from the beginning. This is what everybody around me has been doing. This is the popular opinion and the popular perspective. Is that really what God wants you to do? Do you understand the time in which you are in? And do you know exactly what God wants done? Next. Go forward. So, what is understanding the time? Everybody, go ahead and let's read it. Go. It's a means of having what? A deep understanding. And what? Keen awareness and discernment. It includes the mean of experiential knowledge, which is received through the Holy Ghost. I've spoken to a lot of people. And I tell them that this is what is happening in your life. And they ask me, how did you know? And I said, I know. And they find it difficult to believe that I know. And they don't understand when I say I know. Why do I know and how do I know? Because I have an inner witness. And when he tells me what he tells me, he doesn't lie. So, in, listen, I know what I'm talking about. And it happens as if somebody has whispered to me and they have given me that conviction that what I'm saying is right. Somebody may try to use what they are seeing around them with all evidence to tell me what I'm saying is wrong. But it does not take away that conviction. It's called the inner witness. Hello? 
Do you know that most of us ignore the inner witness? And we look at the evidence around. I've been doing a topic on the leading of God. And I've told my church, I told them, never look outside for the leading of God. Look inside. If what you're seeing outside does not confirm what is inside, forget about what you are seeing outside. Because Christ leads you from inside. The shepherd leads you from within. The father is inside of you. The light is inside of you. Listen to me very carefully. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Do you say Jesus is in your heart? So Jesus leads you from your spirit. Praise God. So you see, everything that you see on the exterior, on the external, don't use that to judge. It will lead you to error. Listen to who is within you. Praise God. So what did they understand? What did they understand? The times. They understood the times when things normally took place. They also knew when it would be time for a specific event to take place. You have it. If the sons of Issachar in their days when the Holy Ghost comes and goes... then it must be an error for you to say you are confused. Confused about what? That you don't know the choice to make? You don't know what time it is? Then you don't know who is in you. It's a problem. It's because of how we've been taught. The church is in error. Because everybody now goes to the diviner. Just like King Saul. He started with going to diviners. Before he was initiated. So after everything, he went to a diviner again. Who told you that prophets are meant to tell you what it is? As a matter of fact, what do you want to know that for? That's the big question. That's the big, what do you want to know that for? Because it is where you think you have to by all means go. But if somebody is leading you to where he wants you to go, you be quiet and follow. <laughs> Number two, A, B. They were able to interpret God's written word. Everybody say written word. How much of the word of God you know 
is how much the Holy Spirit will work in you. Because the Holy Spirit does not work outside the word of God. Hey, you are quiet on me. That's why you go to the diviner. And he does the diviner's job for you. You pay consultation fee. Because he has to see for you. So he goes into the spirit realms to see for you. When the Holy Spirit is right inside of you. Let me tell you. Most of these guys consult the stars. The galaxies to tell you stuff. I can show you a place right now if you go and open. It will tell you all about you. Even the name. The name for which your mother gave you or your, your father gave you. It will tell you everything and if you look at your life you will see yourself in it. They are not believers. Go to the urban dictionary and type in your name. The kind of description it will give you about you, nobody would have given that to you. Because somebody can give you, watch it, a good counsel. It doesn't mean it is a spirit-led counsel. Oh, Jesus. Should I rewind? Watch this. I said, somebody can give you a good counsel. It doesn't make it a spirit-led counsel. I give an example. Agabus. Pick a belt of Apostle Paul and said, this one, the one whose belt I'm holding, this is what is going to happen to them. And they gave them a good counsel. Paul, don't go. But Paul gave himself a spirit-led counsel. He said, even if it means my life, I will go. So Apostle Paul went. And whatever Agabus said happened to him. But in the prison... He wrote the rest of the gospel. So you see, somebody can look at you and say, you have to be a lawyer. And they are reading by what they have seen that you have to be a lawyer, which looks very good. But whether it is a spirit-led decision, you should be able to know Oh my God. They were able to interpret God's written word by recognizing the significance of past events and applying the lessons to the present and to the future. 
That's why someone like Daniel was able to know that he's left with this many days for this prophecy to come to pass. And he prayed into it until they were released out of captivity. He discerned the times. It means that there are certain afflictions you go through it sometimes more than enough. And sometimes there are certain people who hang around you more than. Oh, Jesus. They have served their purpose for which they came into your life and you have to move. When a person doesn't understand seasons and times in the spirit, they will live in error. And it is because we are not connected. We are living out of the flow and not in the flow. Issachar. See. It was crucial, a crucial time because it was destined that David should be king of Israel. The men of Issachar would understand what God was about to do. And would be a wonderful help in establishing the new kingdom. Thank God for the men of Issachar. May every leader have them. May every church have them. May every company have them. What it means is that wherever any believer is, they should exhibit this grace of the sons of Issachar. Some of us have rebelled against things we should not rebel against. And some of us, rather, things we should rebel against because we don't even understand the time. Some of us are helping things we're not supposed to help. <laughs> Next. David needed such men during a crucial time in Israel's history. Next. The men of Issachar would see to it that David would not fail to accomplish the task of integrating the entire kingdom under his reign. I don't want to spend more time. Look at Daniel. Everybody read what Daniel says. Go. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and de deposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness. Ah. I think I also, look whether I gave the tea, 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 I, I think so. I think so. Is that living? No. The living version says, he knows, listen, he is a light. And therefore, darkness cannot stop him. What he wants to say is that there cannot be darkness in him because he is light. So what he means is that nothing is hidden from him. And when he says that, it means that you can never walk in confusion. Why? Because he said he that works with me can never live in darkness. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. Because he is the light of the world. 
and he has also made you the light of the so you see, light is in you, and therefore there cannot be confusion in you. You must know what you need to know. At every point in time, what you must know, you must know. Amen. There should never be a time where you are confused. Should I do this? Or should I do that? No. Because the light is in you, and every time, as you connect, you know where you are going. You know what you are doing. You are convinced and convicted about it. You are not confused. Look at it and say, I'm confused. Pastor, I'm confused. You are confused about what? Because you are not connecting. Because you want it to go the way of your flesh. Because that's what you've been planning by yourself all this while. And it's like, it's like rather he has come to disrupt your plan. Oh, 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 oh. I'm rocking something. Oh, are you here with me? Uh-huh. So he has disrupted your plan. For, so for you, no, that's not what it is. Because you already have it fixed. And you say, this is where I must go. You see, you believe in, say, they call it positive thinking. Uh. I will work in the UN. One of these days, say, think positive and it shall happen. Listen to me very carefully. The devil can give it to you on a silver platter and make connections for you to work in the UN, but it will disrupt the plan of God for your life. Because what you have is positive planning. It is not a spirit-led planning. You see, the spirit-led planning will lead you to places that will fulfill the God mandate upon your life. Positive planning will lead you to Sodom and Gomorrah like Lot. You here with me? The moment he saw the greener pastures, he said, yeah, that's the place. Positive planning. Yeah, Charlie. God choose where be choose one. Abraham, Bonani. Oof. You see, anybody that teaches it, go the next. You go the next. Oh God. Now, this is what I said. Every teaching on the leadings of God or the Holy Spirit and divine timing must be careful not to give the impression that God is helping us to do what we want to do or go where we want to go. I beg you. It's, it is so very, because that's how most of us have been taught. That's how we've grown. And that's how we pray. Our prayer is ambitious prayer. We form the thing by ourselves. And we planned it by ourselves. 
and we say, this is where I want to go. Did God put that in your heart? The song she sang, the songwriter started so well. He started with the word of God is a seed. Planted. Is that right? And he says, when watered, it grows to become great. So you see, your plan must be a seed of God's word. You see, that plan when it's watered, grows and becomes great. But whatever did not come out of the word and you plan it by your self-ambition can become great but will lead to your destruction. These are the teachings you don't like. Oh no, I mean, let's be frank. Because you came here, you were expecting. Your dream, it's time. It's time. That is why you've been going in a lot of circles. Ah, yes. Or otherwise... The enemy will just use it as a, as a trap. Very soon you come and tell us, this Jesus thing you people are talking about, forget it. Why? Because he led you to that place that you call greatness, but separated you from the light. I'm telling you. We're dealing with a case like that. The case. It's a very delicate case. You know that when you are growing, everybody's ambition is for their children to go to the U.S. The land of opportunities. And there are many of you who all your life, all you have been planning is that the money you are gathering You see? And the point is, in life, watch this. Anything that you hardly pursue, fight and fight, you get it. Don't think it's, it's God's will. No. Because that is what you are fighting for. And that is what you are willing to die for. You will get it. But whether it will lead you in the will of God is the rest of the matter. So, this young boy, 10 years, and the auntie came that, oh, I want to take your, your son to the U.S. And the parents were happy. They didn't inquire. From the Lord, nothing. Hey, inquire what? It's breakthrough. <laughs> breakthrough. 
Breakthrough. You know breakthrough. What it means is, is something I've been hitting, 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 hitting until pie. And the thing has happened, you ask me, should I pray and ask? Prayer has what? A pie. A pie. A pie. So, they did everything. This boy went. When this boy went, Within a year, the auntie told the boy that the father and the parents rejected him. That's why he came to take him. She came to take him. So right from there, he stopped connecting with the parents. They will call. You won't mind anybody. As a matter of fact, when do they are tired and they will call at a point, the auntie will be there whilst the young boy is talking to make sure he doesn't make any commitments. Ah, the moment, listen, the, she has done legal adoption. So now, by law, the child is her child. You only gave birth to, to him. Can you believe it? This young boy. So rebelled against the parents, forgot about them, that the mom died out of pain. On her deathbed, she died out of pain, mourning. Please, my son, when is my son coming back? When the mom died, they managed to get him a ticket to come. When he came, he wept like a baby. What was he weeping about? He only wept in the church place. Because in the church, he saw an atmosphere that when he was a child, he grew up with, that he has lost all these years. So he began to remember worship and he wept like a baby. Went back. As I'm speaking to you, the young boy has denounced Christ. We are still praying. We are still praying. Listen to me. Listen to me. There is something that is crucial. I have lived all my life with this principle. I don't joke with spiritual timings. Mm -hmm. 
he can mess a man and he can make a man. Spiritual timing is crucial. It's so crucial. Look at Jesus. Uh, no, let me give you the three principles. This is number one. Number two. It must be sure to clear the erroneous perception on the word destiny. You see, many of us, when we say destiny, say, Where did you get that from? It's not true. Do you know what destiny is? Destiny is what God has pre-planned. What God has pre-arranged for you. And is good, but you can mess it. So God's destiny for you is not cast in stone. Hey, are you here? Look at the Bible. Where he used the word destiny. Destiny is actually a Latin word. It's not a Greek word. They couldn't get a word close to what it actually meant. It's only pre-planned. So when he said he predestinated, and then he pre-justified, and then he will glow, all of those things, he's talking about your salvation. God, when he was creating, planned your salvation. That when you receive Christ, you are justified. That your justification will never come by your works. He pre-planned that. But you still have the choice to take it or leave it. Ah, are you here? Are you here with me? You can decide to run this thing by yourself. So that by your works, you justify yourself. And face the consequence. So you see, that erroneous thing about destiny, oh, even if I lie and sleep, I will get there. No. 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 It doesn't mean so. It doesn't. It doesn't. Next. It must be pre predicated on the agape love of God. In that his plan. All he has prepared for us are the best. Oh, praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 8 says, if he did not spare his son, then what would he not give to? So what it means is that when God is leading you in his time, listen to it because it's the best for you. Yes. 
If he gave you Jesus, he will not lead you ever to destruction. Oh, praise God. Are you understanding this? You see, most of us feel that, no, this thing is, this thing that is leading me, no, 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 no. Because we feel that we love, we love ourselves more than he loves us. It's as if God wants to punish you. Do you know that that's what he did to Adam and Eve? Have you forgotten what he told them? Has he told you not to eat of all the fruits? That's the picture he painted to them. For most of us, that's the picture. He paints you as if God hates you. And so whatever he's telling you that, oh, it's time to do this. He thinks, that, oh, no, I want to do that rather. Because what he's telling you is secondary. Yours is primary. He loves you. He actually wants to give you the best. He said, yo, you want to go? When I pass here, no, I'll get to Kumasi. He says, wait, it's not time. Whilst you were talking, you want to take a, a taxi. So you think that by, by going at this time, you get there first. When he takes you, he will use a jet. You don't know better than him. His timing is the best. It's always appropriate. So now look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Speaking to his earthly mother, John 2, 4, Jesus said what? My time has not what? So Jesus was not operating on his own. Wow. He said, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. Oh. They wanted him to do stuff. And he told them plainly, I don't work by my own time. And how come you want to work by your own time? Your own time. Look at the next. John 5, 19 to 20. Jesus replied, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. And in the same way, for the father loves the son and tells him everything he's doing. Oh, praise God. He said he will never do anything by him. says, in me, it's my life. I do what I like. Oh. Really? No. John 5, 20, 21. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. What does he say? Go. And the son will do far more what? Awesome miracle, miracle than this man's what? Healing. Healing. He healed the man at the, at the uh, pool of Beshada for 38 years. This is what he's talking about. Go. He will even raise the dead. Anyone he wants to. Just as 
the Father does. So everything Jesus does is in alignment with what the Father does. So if he is in us, and the Father is in him, and we are all in ourselves, how come we are doing things that he has not told us to do? Are you here with me? Okay, let's go to the next. Responding to his brother's sense of timing. Look at what Jesus said. Go. Mm-hmm. He was being very sarcastic, yeah? Can you see that? I think Jesus is trying to now differentiate. Two sets of people. Those who does things by the father's timing and those who does things their own time. He said, as for you, <laughs> any time is right. <laughs> so you do what you like. I'm different. I don't do what I like. I don't do things in my time. I do things by his timing. Are you here with me? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Mark 1.15. On another occasion, Jesus gets the green light from God the Father. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent. And believe the good news. Oh, praise God. So he actually started preaching when the time came. Is preaching not good? So why didn't he start preaching when he was 13? Yes. Why didn't he start doing all the things? Why? Because the time, because he was not just working and doing stuff at any time. Everything has been scheduled. It must be on time. Next. Later in his prayer for his disciples before he died, Jesus cried out, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may, be, may glorify you. Things happen in glorification only when we do it in spiritual timing. Anytime Jesus is glorified is because we did things in the time we are meant to do it for him. If Jesus died earlier before that, he would, be, he would have been out of the will of the Father. Hello? Hey. Next, 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 next. Look at what Jesus told the Pharisees. He says, hypocrites, you interpret the sky well enough. 
Don't laugh at them. Because we also do the same. When it's about to rain. Oh. Don't you interpret it and skip church. Oh, are you here? I'm talking to some people around here. You see the lightning and the thunder and say, hey, it's about to rain. You're able to know the weather, know the timing. Sometimes they send you the met- met- meteorologist. They will send you the time. And they fail. <laughs> For some, they give it taste like five days before. <laughs> before it rains. He says, you interpret the sky well enough, but you refuse to notice, please, everybody, you refuse to notice the warnings all around you about the crisis ahead. You are about to do this thing, and he's telling you, he's warning you in your spirit. Everything looks okay, but there's this vexation in your spirit. And he's telling you, no, it's not time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. He said, I will do it. The kingdom of God suffers violent. And the violent take it by force. Who taught you that scripture? (laughs) Who taught you that scripture? Who told you that that scripture has to do with that? There's nothing in Christ that you take by force. What he wants you to do by force is the work of the kingdom. With radicality. But there's nothing that he wants to give you that he wants you to take by force. Everything he wants to give you he gives to you at the right time. You don't force it. You don't struggle. Why do you refuse to see for yourselves what is right? says, if you meet your accuser on the way to court, I'll explain this scripture one of these days. Try to settle the matter before it reaches your judge. That's his pure wisdom. Let's <laughs> Jesus is saying he's the one who has come as the mediator. If they can see him as that, they will not face the wrath of God who is the judge. Oh, praise God. That's what he's talking about. (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead. Look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one. It so sits in. Everybody read it. Go. When the people realized what a great miracle had happened, they exclaimed, Surely! He's the prophet. They didn't say he's a. He is the prophet we have been expecting. 
Jesus saw that they were ready to take him by force. You see the scripture you've been using. To make him their king. So he went higher into the mountain alone. They wanted to make him a king. He should have said, wow. Breakthrough. Opportunity. Alande. Kaya. God is good. They come to the church and say, do you know what happened? Last I went to Mokola. I just, somebody was walking. And I said, hey, wake up. And the person got up in the name of Jesus. And straight away they said, ah, we've made you our pastor. <laughs> now I am a bishop. Amen. I am the pastor. Odi. Odi. Shankom. Jesus should have accepted it all. He moved rather from the crowd, from all the glamour, and rather went to be alone. Because he knew and understood the time. Oh. Stop calling everything breakthrough. Are you here with me? Yeah. If you don't understand spiritual timing, you receive every gift. Some that are meant to poison you. Some that are meant to distract you. Some that are rather meant to take you off your course. <laughs> I always remember this thing that a guy brought me sin offering. Every time he comes to me, then I, I start to sin offering. I mean, the moment the guy said sin offering, my spirit like, what is this? I didn't ask how much for it to tempt me. me. I said, take your thing away. He said, oh, pastor. See, I said, where did you learn that from? I'm not talking about a, uh, somebody, an illiterate. I'm talking about a, an intellectual. I said, somebody died for my sins. How should I take somebody's sin offering? There's so many things. Listen to me, spiritual timing. There are certain things somebody will give you at a time that can put you into so many troubles. Timing. You feel in your spirit. Say, thank you. 
Thank you so much. No, thank you. Hello. Are you here with me? Let me give you the last two. Galatians 4.4. 4. Let's all read. Go. When what? When the what? When the time had what? When the time had what? Fully. Fully. Not half and half. Oh, I will push it. So it comes. No. When the time had come, God sent his son. Born of a woman. Born under the law. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, the word fully come. Had fully come is very eloquent. It's a very eloquent expression in the Greek. It literally means the fullness of time had come. The fullness of time had come. So it's like the thing is being worked on. So it's like pouring water into a barrel. So it's being poured. It's being poured until the time it became full. It's like a fruit that is on a tree. It's unripe. Each time has not come for eating. Oh, hello? So when you get there now, and the thing is fresh and ripe, it is ready to be, its fullness of time has what? Come. It's like pregnancy. You don't force a baby out of the womb. When the time of the baby is nigh, the womb will be opened. And all other things that needs to be done will be done in the system of the body to give way for the child to come to this earth beautifully. All you need to do is to push them out because they are time. And if you try to keep them in at their time, you are going to also have problems. Ah. Ah. When the time of that thing comes. Nobody can stop it. But do you know what? There were people praying for the time to come. There were people laboring for the time to come. There were people fasting for the time to come. Because the revealing of the thing and the acceptance of the people must go together. So that when it comes, they will not reject the right thing at the right time. Oh, are you here with me? That nobody can also stand in their way and say, it can't happen. No, no way. Because this is the appropriate time. This is the right time. This is the right time. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. 
Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the Word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.